So one of the things that I've been doing these last several weeks, the Lord has afforded me the opportunity to just take, kind of step back and take a little break and get a little, of a, a little bit of R&R uh, rest and, and restoration and relaxation and recharging. And uh, even though I'm here today and I'll be here next week, I'm not speaking either one of these weeks. I'm just you know, taking a little bit of step back. And then after Dr. Jerry King comes, then I'll, I'll be back in full bore after that. Uh, but uh, I'm just kind of uh, taking a little bit easy and allowing other people to shine and to, to share their gifts as well. So this morning, what I've done is I've asked uh, Mark Suvercroup and his uh, lovely wife, Julie, to speak to us about what God has put on their heart. So they're going to be doing a little tabletop just discussion with us today. So yeah, it'll be a little bit of a different feel. And so uh, Mark and Julie are very learned in the word as well and have some uh, wonderful experiences that they can share with you. So um, Mark and Julie, come on up. I'm going to pray for um, your teaching and just ask the Lord to speak through you this morning. Welcome, welcome. So let's step down here. Let me just pray over you real quick. Well, Father, I just thank you for this man and woman of God. Uh, I thank you, Lord God, for what you've deposited in them for us today. So I pray that you would give, first of all, them utterance from heaven. As they open their mouths, I pray that you would fill it with words of life and that that word would not return void, but it would accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. As for us who hear, Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts and minds that comprehend and understand what the Spirit is about to say to the church, and that we would not be forgetful hearers, but we would be doers of your word. And for these things, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We, um, we are thrilled to be here, and we are going to talk about our favorite topic, faith. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, pull the mic toward me. Uh-oh. All right. Is this better? All right. Um, Walking in the blessing. Amen. Walking in the blessing and operating in faith is what our mess, we would say our message is today to share with you. And we're going to start with a master text of Mark eleven twenty-two to 26. So if you guys want to open your Bibles to that, that'd be great. We're standing. I can't stand because I'll, uh, I'll lose the mic. <laughs> uh -oh. No, I'll stand. Well, this may be a tricky deal. I may actually have to sit. But you, you guys are all welcome to stand if you'd like for the reading of the Word of God. Amen. Mark eleven twenty two to 26. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whoever, I'm sorry, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Amen. 
That's not a great place to say amen, but we should say amen. <laughs> amen to the word of God. Amen. All right. The reason I love to talk about faith is I feel like this is like the, um, the final question on the newlywed game. You get this right, you go home in first place. Miss it. Or no, no, you get it right, you're our grand prize winner, winner today. today. Miss it, you go home in last place. Faith is what we want to get if we don't get anything else. Amen. Amen. So our goal today is, as we were thinking about this, I feel like one of the things that God has shown us is that we can know God's word, we can read God's word, we can, we can hear God's word, but there's a time when it's, it like sinks in and we get a revelation and all of a sudden it becomes usable to us. Up until that point, it's, it's knowledge, but once you've got revelation on something, and I feel like there's just different times where God just, it's kind of like he just drops it down in your spirit and all of a sudden you got it. And that's what we're, our hope today is that we'll say something, that we'll, we'll get some breadcrumbs in there and that things will sink in a little bit. And I know, um, I mean, if we get to talk, we want to talk about faith, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so uh, we want to talk a little bit about what faith is and, and does the actions that faith takes. We want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, Jesus said, you know, don't doubt, but believe. We want to talk a little bit about that. And um, then the results of faith and, and a little bit on the, at the end on unforgiveness. So that's kind of our, our, our plan here. And we're hoping that when we get finished that, we have, uh, that we've heard something or gotten a revelation on something that we haven't had before. Amen. Amen. Perfect. So, faith in God. This is really interesting to me, too, because one of the things we're going to talk about is the, the actions of faith. And the primary action of faith typically is speaking because... You have what you say. Well, and God's oh. word is... Oh, voice activated. Amen. Amen. So, uh, but it's interesting here that uh, this, this verse starts out, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And then he says, for assuredly, I say to you, man, this is the creator of the universe using faith, speaking it, dropping it into us. I just thought, man, this is, uh, I feel like every time I go through this, I see something I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Well, and the fact that he continues to say, speak, say, you know, in Genesis, he says it 11 times, God speaks. You know, so it's a really important thing for us to be doing. Amen. 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 Well, and, and all through here, he's saying, if you say, whoever says, this is, if you believe what you say, it just, it mentions the speaking aspect over and mm -hmm. over and over again. Amen. But we're going to start with have faith in God. Yes. So, um, man, it, here again, it's just, it's, where, where do you get that faith? What's that faith in? It's hearing the word of God. And I tell you, I feel like my, the verse for my life is right now, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. It's one of my favorites. Too. Amen. So, um, and that, that is really what we need to be doing is, is <clears throat> seeking first. God's kingdom first, 
my tendency in life has been to try, you know, my dad, when I was growing up, my dad always said if we'd open a box of something, you know, and you're going to put it together, if all else fails, mm -hmm. read the instructions, <laughs> you know. Man, you don't want to do that here. No. You want to be seeking first the kingdom. Amen. It should be our first, the first place we go. Amen. When something happens or we have an issue, we ought to immediately go, okay, you know, make sure that you don't let yourself go to the ugly place. You immediately go to God and know that he's got something for you to resolve it. Amen. I, I wish I could say I've got this down and really all this oh, stuff. Yeah. I feel like, man, we're skimming the surface. Yes. We're, you know, I, I feel like... Andrew Womack always says, you know, I, I haven't arrived, but at least I've left. That's, that's how I feel on faith. It, it's like, I think I've got some of this. I think I'm moving in the right direction. I'm definitely in a better situation than I've ever been in before. But it's, you know, and it's kind of like Peter, too. You know, when he steps out of the boat, it's, it's not like we, we're going to get to a level and now all of a sudden we got this. It's a moment-by-moment -moment deal. Amen. Peter gets out of the boat. He's walking on water. Nobody else It's never recorded anywhere else in the Bible that someone did that. And other than Jesus, uh, but, but Peter walks on the water, but then his, you know, his faith takes a dive and so does his, you know, the, the results he's getting. So he immediately sinks or he begins to sink actually it says, which I don't know if you've ever gotten in a pool, but normally you don't just begin to sink. You're pretty much, you're pretty much either not sinking or you are, <laughs> but in his case, he began to sink. So kind of an interesting way of looking at the fact that our faith is moving around. It's not, it's not we get to a level and then, you know, we're, we're there yeah, and, yeah. you know, we, we don't have another worry. Uh, when it seems like when you hear a message, you're really, you know, convicted about being obedient to what you heard and doing what you, you know, know to, is correct. And then a couple months later, you're kind of, oh, what was that message about? You know, so... I think it's definitely abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Psalm 91, that is the key to life. I, I couldn't agree more. It's When you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, it's a lot different than if you just vacation there or you go occasionally. <laughs> Man, we, that is where we want to be abiding, not, Amen. and it's, um, there again, you know, I'd like to say that's where I am, but it's, you know, if, if it ever, you know, the, to me, this whole thing gets down to, catching ourselves when our thinking is wrong and getting back to where it's correct. And Have it's, a bouncer at your mind, at the door of your mind, and don't allow yourself to go down that ugly road that says, you know, all the lies that the enemy tries to throw at you. Amen. Amen. So, the just shall... Live by faith. All right. Yeah. Hebrews 11 is an interesting passage, too, in... Um, not only is it the Hall of Fame of Faith, but also there in, in uh, verse 6, it talks about without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if we're going to approach God, we must believe that he exists, which James, well, I better get through this verse before I go to another one. But anyway, so we, we got to believe he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, and James talks about that the demons believe. He said, you believe? Okay, you're doing great. The demons believe. It's not getting them anywhere. But we're going to believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Amen. And that's, it's back to the abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. It's we're seeking him. So. And, and we come from a place of victory, which I love. You know, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he gave us the victory 
And I think a lot of times we let the enemy defeat us and we need to go, no, we have victory in Jesus. We always have victory in Jesus, whether or not we're receiving it or getting it, but we have it. Amen. 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 All right. So and another, uh, just to me, this knowledge of God, the, to have faith in God, we've got to kind of get our arms around his characteristics and how much he loves us. I think it's so easy to have a wrong impression of God. And if you do, man, it's, it throws the whole works off. So, and we, we see this all the time. I mean, um, one of the things we've been going through in the men's group is Hebrews, and it's just trying to transition your mind from thinking about everything from a legalistic standpoint of obeying the law to getting into grace. And grace is how everything we receive from God is coming to us. We're getting nothing based on our performance. But the world and, I mean, everything in us is telling us, hey, look, I'm doing pretty good. And look at my performance. Man, that's the last place you want to go. Or what our performance, if we get what we deserve from God, it's death and hell. So we, we don't want to be looking at our performance, but we want to be looking at what God, what Jesus has purchased for us. We were talking last night, and I, I, we were, one of the things that came up was that it's like Jesus has put the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Now all we got to do is withdraw it with our faith. Yes. But we want to get into the, you know, I've done this. I've accomplished that. I've, oh, no, no. Don't, that, is, that is an absolute showstopper on faith. Mm, amen. But realizing God's love, realizing what he has already accomplished for us, and not only in salvation, but just creation of the world, giving us life in the first place. I mean, we have so much to be thankful for that if, it, I feel like if we had a reasonable picture of God, we wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get us to stop worshiping him. We would just be so thrilled and enamored with him that, and, and I think getting that concept down, getting that picture in our mind is a huge part of faith. It really is. And I, I know that um, often I think about, you know, when you're having a hard day or things are going wrong and there's like t maybe 10 things that you've had a struggle with that, you know, I call it the pileup technique. But there's a million things going right. You've got Amen. air in your lungs. Your body is working to a certain degree. I don't know what your issues are, but, you know, I mean, uh, the truth is it can be. I mean, Jesus Amen. paid for that. So, um, but I think sometimes we focus on what's going wrong. And if we keep our eyes on Jesus and what's going right, Amen. it makes it, I mean, then you realize how blessed you really are. And it makes it impossible to not be thankful. Amen. Which... I think thankfulness, that is, I feel like something that has just really been lacking in my life that I just feel like recently God has opened my eyes more and more to it. So, I mean, it's, we got a lot to be thankful for. I'll tell you something that we really ought to be thankful for is our pastor too. I was, as we were getting ready for this, I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk to you one, one Sunday. Okay. I need a haircut. My grass needs to be cut. My car needs to be washed. I got projects at work that aren't getting done. Yeah, our parent. My I don't know how this true. guy is doing it. <laughs> I, don't. I mean, it's He's amazing. Absolutely. We are so and thankful for both of them. Andy and Donna Robbins are such a huge blessing to our congregation and to Mark and I especially. Amen. We're so thankful. Amen. But it's an easy thing to not be thankful for. I mean, I think thankfulness is kind of a, a state of mind where if you're focused on the right thing, it's like the million things that are going right, 
and instead we're looking at the one or two or whatever they're going wrong. Right. So right. it's back to that catching the wrong thinking and changing it to the correct thinking. Taking, letting, taking every thought captive and make it obedient unto Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. So if God's, uh, if God's a God we can have faith in, well, what are we going to have faith in him for? Well, <laughs> well, the fact that he has already provided that he, when he died on the cross, he took care of everything. He, when, he took care of our past, present, and even future sins. We are completely forgiven before we even sin. Uh, which I think is so amazing. You know, our God is the best anticipator ever. He anticipated everything, and he definitely anticipated what we would need to make it through life and to, you know, live in freedom. I mean, you think about our world today and how they're pushing this Green New Deal. I mean, the truth is God anticipated everything. Our world is not running out of anything. We, he made it to where it will adapt to what needs to be done. He's not surprised by how many people live in our country or in this world. You know, nothing surprises God. So I love that about him. What a blessing to serve our creator and the one true God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, he is absolutely the... Um the ultimate in in thinking ahead and giving us what we need. There's no question about that. Amen. So, Provider. as we're looking at the things that um, that we're going to use our faith to, it, is I yeah, I guess re yeah receive from God. I mean, it's it's He has provided it, but are we getting? It? And we're thinking salvation is the first thing. I mean, um, it, it's really interesting too to me. With salvation, we never think. You know, I'd like to be saved. I'm going to pray. You think God would want me saved? I mean, there's just no question in our mind. Salvation is His desire. Amen. But then when you move into God's protection or God's provision or healing, then we start to start, hmm, I don't know. It's, you know, and do I deserve this or is I? It's all the same. We don't deserve any of it, and He's provided all of it. We believe and receive. Amen. Amen. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Amen. And that's salvation, but it includes all those things. Healing, provision, protection. Which also we need to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Yes. It's, it, um, amen. 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 All right. So, I have under protection that we have no fear of sudden disaster. You know, one of the things that I always find helpful for me is anytime I get in a situation that is questionable, I just start speaking God's word. I just start saying, I have no fear of sudden disaster. God's going to work this out better than I could think or imagine. And it seems like when you go down that road, it's again, course correcting in your mind. Don't let yourself go to the ugly place. Like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, most people go to, I mean, I, it's really interesting because I am someone, you know, everybody teases me about having a Kroger ministry. I mean, I pray for someone every time. <laughs> she I is pray. a rock star at Kroger. Yeah, well, whatever, but it's just interesting that people identify with their problems in this world today. That's what you hear. Every time you talk to someone, they talk to you about, you know, all the things that are going wrong in their life, and it's just... It's really hard, but we do have the answer, which I'm so thankful. But our eyes need to stay on Jesus. We can't let the enemy have, have a voice 
with what we say. We want to be speaking what God says. We want to be saying what God says and believing who God is, that he is the person that is supplying all our needs and taking care of us and working all things together for our good and not allowing the enemy to, you know, to use our mind and our voice to strengthen his kingdom. Amen. 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 You know, as we, as we look at this verse that, um, where Jesus is saying, I say to you that whoever says to this mountain, and I feel like mountain is like a fill in the blank. What, and a mountain being the biggest problem you could possibly have, anything other than that seems to me like it'd be less. But it, whoever says to this mountain, be, re, you know, be removed. So we're, gonna, we're actually going to speak to the problem. We're going to tell it what we want it to do. In this case, be removed, cast into the sea. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things he says will be done. He'll have what he says. That's right. So... Man, the speaking is such a huge part of it. And which Pastor Andy's been preaching about, so, so amen. For that. Amen. But it's interesting, it's and it's back to the, you know, catch your wrong thinking, but it's so easy, you know, as you're talking to people and they're just telling you, I got this, I got that, yeah. I got this, this is going wrong, that's going wrong. Man. We got to catch ourselves and stop that. Another thing I'm running into a lot, it, it seems like I've had a couple, or there's been like three different people who I've spoken with recently, and they've all been trying to convince me what great people they are. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, this is not where you want to go. Man, I, I don't want to be looking at, I mean, if you're in that mentality, it, not only is it a showstopper from the standpoint that you just don't get it, you know, we're not going to receive anything from God because of how good we are, but man, you just, you're, you're missing that what he wants for you is not going to be based on anything you've done, which is, it, it just seems to me like, um, I mean, I guess there's a road, there, there's a ditch on both sides of the road. There's the, um, you know, this can't even, I can't even do this with God. And there's the, I got this. And it seems like that's the, I got this side, you know, I'm doing great. I've got this. And, you know, where we need to be is without God, we can do nothing, Amen. but we're never without God. That's right. We're, we're in the middle of the road. The other ditch is I can't even do this with God. So we don't want to go there either, but right. it's just interesting. Because he says we can. How we can do all things through him. Amen. But only with him. Because I, man, mm -hmm. it's just, I feel like our whole right. world is drawn to this. I got this, I can do this, you know, I'm capable, look what I've accomplished, look how great I am. Man. It's all about that. It's, that <laughs> stops the faith. All right. One of the other things that I think is a real showstopper on faith is, uh, <laughs> I've got this uh, spelled incorrectly, and uh, I was not using spell check on this, but misinterpreting scripture. And I think there's different scriptures that we point to, and then we want to believe what it says, but it's, it's not saying what we're thinking it's saying. And the one that comes to mind is in Acts, um, I believe it's 16. Paul is talking to the jailer, and the jailer decides, after seeing what's happened with the 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 jail shaking open, but the prisoners are all still there. 
Now he wants to be a part of this kingdom. He wants to know what he's got to do to be saved. And Paul tells him, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. And I feel like sometimes we take that and decide if we're saved, then our household is. Everybody's got free will. Amen. We can't believe, God doesn't have any grandchildren. We're not, we can believe for our family to be saved. That's right. But it's, we're going to, there's things we can do along those lines, but we can't believe for them. Every individual has to believe on their own. That's right. And we just recently gotten a revelation on this. So it's really powerful. But, I mean, our, our job as believers when we've got someone in our life that is not a believer is to bind the demonic deception that is blinding them and is keeping them from receiving the Lord Jesus. And then pray that God will send laborers across their paths to plant the seed of God's word in them through people at work or, you know, in their day-to-day -day life. Even if, if all they do is go to bars, then at a bar, whatever. I mean, God can put someone anywhere to speak to someone about Jesus and plant seeds in their heart. So that was something that was really interesting to me because, you know, I'm always claiming my son for the kingdom of God. Well, I'm praying a little differently now after hearing this insightful information that, you know, we need to be binding the demonic deception, you know, that's blinding him. Because we do, we do have authority over the enemy, you know, and, but we don't have authority over other individuals' other free will. Yeah. So it, this has been a real insight to me too. I've, it's something I've just never quite got my hands around and I feel like I've got a much better understanding now on that. Yes, that so, every person has to receive Jesus. On, individually know, the free will they have free will so which we all appreciate that we have free will because we got to make the decision and they need to make the decision as well all right so next we're going to move on to the actions that faith takes and typically that action is speaking uh, yeah speaking i didn't know you were looking for me to do that all right say that hey this girl is the queen of speaking faith. I am telling you, it is a blessing to be with someone who, not that we're getting it right all the time, but man, we, we're making progress. We're, we're in a better place than we've ever been before, so. Amen, and the goal is to do what God's word says. It says to speak. Amen. You know, and so that is the key. One of the things I wanted to um, mention earlier was, oh gosh, what was it? Now I lost my train of thought. Oh well, I'll come back to it. Okay. Um, in talking about the speaking, we, we have broken this down into two types of speaking. The first one is uh, what we're calling um, preventative confession. And, it's, um, and we do this a lot. We go for a 40-minute walk every day. And not, not that we're doing this the whole time, but a lot of... Yeah, we, we talk about what, what our day is going to be like. We pray, and, but we do a lot of confessing. And a lot of what we're confessing is stuff like you would find in Deuteronomy 28. Yes. So, the um, top, not the bottom, the head, not the tail. Always at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Blessed coming in, blessed going out. I prayed that over everyone I blessed this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, in a, and the reason we're calling this preventative is because it's, 
faith comes by hearing, so we're hearing it. We're, and your, your spirit believes your voice more than anyone else's. So you speaking God's word out is huge. And it does put it where it needs to go. But it's, it's, a, it's a, a little different situation than uh, the next type of speaking, which is uh, what we're calling spiritual commands, where you're actually in a situation and you're taking authority and you're speaking to the enemy or you're speaking to the situation. You're moving the mountain by speaking. So some of it is getting this revelation, getting God's word inside us to where it just becomes a natural thing that we're flowing in. And the second one is when you're actually in the situation and you say, um, no devil, you're a liar or, out of my life. or, uh, you know, Whatever. your, your thumb's twice as big as it ought to be. And you're saying swelling go, you're speaking to it, which I think that's another thing that we need to really get our hands around on faith is that there are times when we need to pray, but there's a lot of times where what we're praying, we're asking God to do something that he's already done. And what he's wanting us to do is take authority, use the power that he's given us. It's all because of him, but we need to, we need to speak it and we need to believe it. Yes, so, that, that was what I was thinking of a minute ago is that, you know, God's word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yet we're constantly praying, God be with us. You know, God go with him. He's never going to, if we have him in our, if we have Jesus in our heart and the Holy Spirit indwells us, then he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Amen. That is such a comforting promise. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, um. I was, and I was gonna, I mean, we're talking a lot about speaking, but if you look at Hebrews 11 and look at some of the different individuals in there, there's a lot of things that, where the action is something other than speaking. And a couple examples that just came to mind quickly were Noah, where he gets a word from God and he's on a mission that I think it was over a hundred years, wasn't it? Yes. It's so, so his action is building that ark. It's, um, or Abraham you know, he's, he's told, you're going to be the father of many nations. And um, he, he hears the word, he obeys, he goes out, he journeys to this faraway place. He doesn't know exactly where he's going. Daniel, man, this guy, oh, he, um, you know, if you ever get into a little pickle, like maybe somebody's going to kill you if you can't tell them what their dream was and interpret it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, he's, he's going to believe and he's going to receive. Amen. Or how about if they're going to throw you in a fiery furnace? And now all of a sudden, you're just going to believe, hey, I'm protected by God. Heat's not, or, you know, fire's not hot anymore. So, and they come out, they don't even smell like smoke. I know, that's so awesome. You know? Well, I heard a guy one time say, I can't even go into Tobacco Road and not come out smelling like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys go through the fiery furnace. But, you know, and another one is Rahab. Yes. Man. This girl's not even uh, an Israelite. She's in the enemy's camp. She's not well thought of there, but she believes, she obeys, she hides the spies, you know, and they come back and she is saved and her whole household. There you go. It's, you know, and, and she ends up in the lineage of Jesus. I mean, this is amazing. And it's just, to me, 
she's not exactly in an environment where she's going to be hearing the word of God, but what she knows is, hey, these guys, God brought them through the Red Sea. The Israelites have forgotten about this, and they're not believing God, but their enemies are sitting there for 40 years going, these guys are going to come, and it's over. We got this wall. That ain't going to mean anything. We're done. So... Amen. Amen. Yeah, one of my favorite things about God is that I feel like he gives us all these secret weapons. It's amazing. And things that, you know, I mean, things that he does for us through the Holy Spirit, through speaking. I mean, it's amazing. You can turn your situation around in the snap of a finger just by speaking God's word into it. And it's amazing to have those tools that God has given us to make it through. Amen. Life. Amen. I know sometimes I think we look at life and just think, oh my gosh. But as Christians, we ought to be looking and going, you know, we've got the cheat codes for this game. Know. You know, we ought to be on top absolutely positively. But it's, it's looking at God, not looking at the situation. It's just taking that wrong thinking, change it to the correct thinking. Amen. All right. Not that we haven't talked about it, but we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about uh, not doubting, but mm. believing. Um. And the verse that comes to mind on this to me is Proverbs 4.23, where it says, above all else, guard your heart. And, man, there's just certain scriptures where, I mean, if, if God starts out with above all else, man, our ears ought to be perking up here. Um, well, what are we guarding our heart against? Everything the world is trying to tell us. Mm -hmm. Everything our senses are showing us. I mean, that's, that is where the fear and the unbelief comes from. And we gotta, we gotta recognize it and change it. And um, man, I just, it, it's interesting. It's, um, what was that game? It was like, um, I forget. There, there was a game, it was like a table and you, you the, yeah, some, something popped up and you had to keep slamming on it. Uh, uh, yes, exactly, whack-a-mole. Whack there you go. Anyway, it's, that's kind of how the thinking deal is. I mean, I feel like you, you just gotta keep watching because you know, we've got plenty of wrong thinking and we need to be getting rid of it as we recognize it. Amen. Amen. One of the other things that, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Wigglesworth, but he wouldn't even let people in the house with a newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, if you are reading the news or you are listening to the news, it's just fear, 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 speculation of fear, probable fear, chances of fear. Yeah. It's exactly, <laughs> which by the way has been really nice for about seven days straight here. I haven't seen a cloud. In Columbus, but not necessarily. Yeah, not everywhere. everywhere. Not everywhere, obviously. Well, anyway, it's it, just the idea that we've got all these different things that are feeding us unbelief, mm -hmm. that if we're guarding our heart, man, it's a lot easier to not hear it than it is to hear it and try to get rid of it. Amen. So, so and, you know, it's kind of like the, um, you know, if you want to write on the chalkboard, if you, if you're starting out with a clean slate, you just, ch -ch -ch -ch. but if it's got a whole bunch of wrong stuff on it, you got to erase all that first before you can put the right stuff in. So mm -hmm. yeah, it makes me think about Kenneth Hagin now that we're talking about these amazing men of God. But he talked about how a bird can fly over your head. You just don't want it to land in your hair and make a nest. Well, that's kind of what fear and all these things that we're not supposed to be receiving 
are doing sometimes, and you just have to say, no, I don't allow that. I will not receive that. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and it's not like temptation's not going to come. You know, I, I can remember thinking at a younger age that, like, looking at my grandparents, these guys probably don't ever sin or, you know... <laughs> This game doesn't seem to go away. It, it's, it seems like we're in a constant deal here. And That's right. And they wouldn't call it temptation or tempting if it weren't, you know, tempting. Call it temptation if it weren't tempting. Amen. 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 So anyway, so we got to be looking at where, where we're receiving the fear, the doubt, the unbelief, the worldly thinking, the fleshly thinking. Yeah. These things are not going to suddenly turn around and be, uh, you know, cease or desist. We've to got to keep mm-hmm. eliminating them. Amen. Making sure you don't listen or receive or put yourself in a position to see a scary movie if it's going to keep you up all night and keep you in fear. I mean, I know better than to do that. Man. I'm still trying to get rid of all the stuff my older brothers and sisters <laughs> made me watch when I was a little girl in my brain. <laughs> well, you know, but it doesn't even have to be scary movies. It seems yeah. like movies in general. I used to watch one each week, and usually Julie would go to bed early, and I'd stay up and watch some movie rented at Redbox, and here I... You know, but... You're, you're watching all kinds of stuff that really is not godly in any way at all. And just the idea that you're accepting that and you're looking at it and you're acting, you know, and half the time the, the person you're rooting for is the bad guy. You know, you're hoping they get away from the police or whatever. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that is really, we're way better off if we're not putting that in and we're putting God's word in instead. Amen. If it, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the song by Jeremy Camp that says, keep me in the moment. I don't want to miss what you have for me. It says, keep me in the moment. Let me live my, with my eyes wide open because I don't want to miss what you have for me. When that song came out, I was like, oh, that is the song I need to be thinking about because I have a tendency, <clears throat> like even today, I was thinking, well, I guess this will be over soon. I can hardly wait till it's over. You know, but no, I need to be living in the moment, enjoying what God is doing, you know, and I have a tendency to can hardly wait. I mean, I feel like I have all these things that can be very difficult and I'm just going, when is this going to, I can hardly wait till two o'clock today because it'll all be over. But that's not necessarily where you want to live. You want to be in the moment where God is using you and, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> Amen. So true, isn't it? It is. It is. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, um, as long as we're knocking over sacred cows, as Andy would say, <laughs> um, now that we got movies out of the way, Julie will not listen to secular music at all. And man, if you think about it, it is. You think about stuff. I know. It, it's. I mean, some of it is. I love you. Yada yada. But a lot of it is not where you want to be and it's all you know basically uh, satan worship type <laughs> yeah. it takes you back to a place where some of it is really satan worship so so anyway it's uh it's like i say it's 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 good for me to hang out with this girl <laughs> it's amazing how the enemy is so sneaky he has snuck in to every area and you know music is definitely one of them and, you know, I really enjoyed some of that music, but, you know, there's a lot of really great music that that uh, builds up your spirit, you know, and that's where I want to put my mind and my thinking. Yeah, which the enemy basically all he's got to do is distract us, just get us off course, and he, and he's waiting for an opportunity. It was when, when Jesus was tempted, 
He, you know, it says Satan left waiting for a, you know, a, a more opportune time. So, you know, it's not like you beat it and then it's gone. It's, you know, so us creating opportune times for Satan is not a, not a good way to go. Amen. Think about David too, you know, uh, in the Bible, I talked to Bill about this last week. Just the fact that David um, had to stir himself up in the Lord. You know, he was in a situation where he was really downcast and really bummed out because all of his men were upset with him and wanted to kill him. Well, and not only that, his wives and everything they owned had all been wife children everything everybody's families had been taken the whole city had been you know right. wasn't a great situation to begin with but now the men are a little restless too yeah so i mean the truth is if david had to do it we have to do it we have to stir ourselves up even if everything seems like it's falling apart we have to look up we have to choose life and we have to choose to be joyful we can't let the enemy steal our joy and steal our life and that's his full-time job, is to steal, kill, and destroy everything. And there's a lot going right in our lives. You know, the goal is to, the key is to, we don't want to be condemning ourselves either. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, you know, if you're not doing everything perfectly, let God change you. Let the Holy Spirit work in your heart. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are going to be added unto you. You know, so the truth is you've got to seek God and not let the enemy beat you up. Amen. Amen. That's not necessarily for any one person in here, although it might be. <laughs> it's interesting, too, in that verse that seek first the kingdom and uh, his righteousness. And I always thought of that as like his right way of doing things. But, man, it's his covering you in the blood. Amen. It's it's you're acceptable to him because of what he's done, yes. not because of what we've done. And if you're in the, if you're getting into that works camp, man, you'll just be condemned all the time. I mean, you'll just keep looking at yourself and going, "Hey, oh, yeah. well, or, or or you're on the other side where it's doing God pretty good here. Jesus that's that's not going to work either. So Amen. Amen. We're not going to we're covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. We're not getting what we deserve. We're getting what Jesus deserves. Amen. Which is awesome. Amen. All right. So the mountain's going to be thrown into the sea. So that's the results of the faith, and. So I wanted to kind of look at some of the results of the faith of these other people we've mentioned. With Noah, this guy basically saves the world as we know it. I mean, mankind would have been wiped out if it wasn't for this guy mm -hmm. believing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is huge. Yes. And Abraham, you could almost say the same thing about because he is the father of faith. If he had not obeyed God, would somebody else have come along afterward and obeyed? And Daniel... Man, I mean, he just saw victory after victory. No matter, I mean, just one kingdom after another. I mean, he, his kingdom is conquered and he's hauled away as a slave, probably had his family killed and everything else. He rises right to the top in the next one, stays there for years and years and years. When that kingdom falls, boom, he's right back at the top on the next one. I, I mean, it's, this is such awesome. a man of faith and the results are amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Rahab, same thing. It's, you know, she goes from... The worst situation to the best. That's right. And God's no respecter of persons. So we all have these opportunities available to us. Amen. Um, I also think about Elisha and how when they were, you know, being attacked by the army and he had his servant with him, Gehazi, and he was all 
don't know if that's how you pronounce it. That's how we pronounce okay, it. Okay, that's how I pronounce it. Anyway, um, but that he was in fear, and Elisha says, "There are more of us, more of more that are for us than are against us." And God opened Gehazi's eyes to show him. I mean, I just think about that. I mean, we have angels watching over us. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Oh, in their hands they shall bear us up lest we dash our foot against a stone. I mean, what a blessing to know that God is protecting us. And that's how we'll end up with an awesome testimony is because God is taking care of us and protecting us as we obey him and do what he's called us to do. Amen. 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 If you pass the test, you got a testimony. If you don't, you just got money. <laughs> All right. Okay, there you go. Now you know how to pray for me. <laughs> it's a rough crowd. All right. Well, it's uh, <laughs> that will. That's a great segue right into unforgiveness. <laughs> Okay, so in this whole verse about, uh, that Jesus tells us about faith, he says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may for also forgive your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I mean, this is serious. It is so serious. And it is such a showstopper too. If you're not in a point, in a place of forgiving. And um, it's interesting because you can kind of tell if you're forgiving. If uh, I always think of uh, like when, on Seinfeld, when he sees Newman, he, his expression changes, his voice changes. Hello, Newman. I mean, if somebody's name is mentioned and your, your immediate response is, <laughs> maybe a forgiveness issue there, just saying. That's true. And you know, I mean, it's terrible that God doesn't forgive us. That's the worst thing that could happen. But drink, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die when you don't forgive. And that's not going to work uh, real well. It's silly to do that. I, one of the things that God showed me recently is that I should treat people in a way where I won't allow myself to get offended but also treat them in a way where I do whatever I can to not offend. And that is a hard place to be. So you want to, you know, when you speak to someone, you want to make sure you're not saying something that could offend them. And, and when someone says something to you, you need to make sure you're not easily offended. Amen. I mean, it's Amen. just, if we go about, you know, every relationship that way, then we'll, we'll be walking in love and where we need to be. Amen. I, I think a big part of this also is it's back to that um, concept of God. It's, it's that image that you see of God. And I think the, the better understanding we have of how forgiven we are. I mean, we're, we're familiar with our own sin. I mean, if you offend me, okay, I'm upset about this one thing. But when I'm looking at myself, I got a picture of all the sin. And really, and I think we can all, we're all in this camp. We have all sinned in every way. So um, our, our ability to forgive others ought to be huge. Because no matter what they've done to us, it is small in comparison to what we've done to God. And he, has, he wants to forgive that, and we want him to forgive it. So it's, 
This, this is something that we want to catch ourselves, get back to the right thinking on. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you something else I'm, um, I feel like on this forgiveness thing. Anytime we're, I mean, I know gossip is something God hates, but one of the reasons is if I tell you something about someone and then it gets you into unforgiveness about them, or I've got a lower opinion of them now, oh, really? They're, man, it just, it lights up the pride and turns on the unforgiveness. And so there's different situations, even recently, where different th people have told me different things, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, well, the last thing I want to do is run home and tell Julie, oh, you'll never guess what this person did, because I don't want her to have a lower opinion or to have unforgiveness towards that person, it's, it's almost like you're just better off not to know. And it's not almost like that. I mean, it is. It is. You'd be better off not to know. And that's another thing about the news. They're going to tell you all this stuff about all these people, and you're going to, oh, that person's scum. Oh, I can't believe those people would do that. Well, believe it. You know, you, you, do, you may do this exact same, yeah, th same thing if you were in their shoes. So... It's, it's back to the hearing, what we're hearing, and how we're letting that affect us. So, above all else, guard your heart. Yeah, and err on the side of truth. I mean, you don't always know what is true that's being said on the news. And oh, that's ex that is exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, anyway. Okay. <laughs> I think it all gets back down to that. I mean, I, I feel like it's a continual battle in just looking at things and, and trying to keep the thinking on the right track. I think that is the optimum thing as far as faith goes for how you, you just, and, and abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, the fact that we, I, I feel like having been from a very legalistic background, it was kind of a, how close to the edge can I get and not fall off? And then is my faith still going to work? Will I still be able to believe? You know, man, that is not where we want to be. We want to be in, uh, I am trusting in God completely. This isn't a hobby. This is my life. And staying there and catching ourselves when we're getting out of that and getting back there. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And I loved when, um, I can't remember who said this, but he said, I believe, help my unbelief. Pastor oh, Robert yeah, it was... It, anyway, it was uh, the guy whose daughter, or, yeah. well, maybe not. Yeah, his daughter was, she was. Oh, dying. that's right. They came out and said, your daughter's yeah. dead. And, and he, Jesus said, only believe. And he said, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, if that's where you are, speak it out. Say, I believe, help my unbelief, Lord. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to believe for something. We, especially if it's about someone that we know their past and their baggage and whatever. We can just ask God to help us believe for the best for them. Amen. Um, and I, I, something I wrote down was truth is the antidote to deception. So, you know, like we were talking in the media and that sort of thing, when you bring the truth in, then that takes care of most of the deception that's going on in the world. And there's so much. Amen. Um, you know, and we, we definitely need to be light. We Darkness cannot stand in the light. Of course, we have to do everything we do in love, but... I do think it's a time for us to stand up for what's right in this country. Amen. I mean, I think we absolutely have to because there are a lot of people that are, you know, trying to deceive us. I mean, I think there's more of us that are that are in the right on the right road, patriots, I would call us. Um, but yes, there's a lot of people trying to deceive us in this country, and it's time for us to stand up and and make a stand for truth and for God. 
and I think we're seeing that happen. So I'm excited about it myself. But, Amen. Know. Amen. And Jesus said the truth will set you free. Amen. But it's only the truth Amen. you know. That's right. So, so we want to know the truth and Amen. be set free. Amen. Amen. Amen.